everyone, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. This is Nurse Mo, and today we are going to be talking about cranial nerves and doing a little bit of a cranial nerve review, somewhat of a pod quiz style, if you're familiar with that, and talk about things that you're going to need to know for your first semester adult assessment skills lab. But before we get into that, I wanted to share a very nice note that I received on Instagram, and I'll keep your anonymity private, (laughs) but I got this really great note, and it says, I started listening to Straight A Nursing a few months ago when I decided to go back to school for a career change. I've listened to every medical-based podcast I can find, and yours is by far the best and my favorite. Thank you for all the work you have put into your podcast and media. I'm digging the latte method and all of your notes, patiently waiting for the next set of agendas to come out. Give Oliver some pets for me. So for those of you that don't know who Oliver is, you're clearly not following my Instagram because Oliver's on there probably more than he should be, but he's so cute. How can you not put his picture on there? And the other things that she talks about just really made me feel so good to know that people actually do listen to this podcast and it actually does help them because I'm here in my office with my cat. Sometimes you can hear him purring in the background. And it's really easy to forget that I'm not just talking into a microphone and that's all that happens. But this actually goes out there to you guys and you listen to it and I get so many notes from people saying they listen in their car on the way to school or while they're doing exercise or housework or whatever. So to that, I say thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. So cranial nerves. This is a big assessment component in first semester. So you're going to need to know not only what they are, but what they do and how you're going to assess for them. Ready? Let's do this. So the very first thing that you need to know is what are the cranial nerves? And there are 12 of them right? On occasion. <laughs> yes, 12. Sorry, I had, to, I had to think back on that one. And the best way I think to remember what they are is with a handy little mnemonic device. And you may hear different ones, but I'll share with you the one that I used. I actually have two mnemonics, one to tell me what the name of the nerve is and one to tell me if it's a sensory nerve, a motor nerve, or both. So the mnemonic for knowing what the cranial nerves are in order is on occasion our trusty truck acts funny amazingly good vehicle anyhow so the first letter in all of those words in that phrase signifies what the first letter is in the name of the cranial nerve so i'll say it again on occasion our trusty truck acts funny amazingly good vehicle anyhow So if you're driving right now, do not stop and write that down. But if you're at home or at your desk and you want to jot that down, pause, take a moment and do that because now I'm going to give you the mnemonic to know if it's a sensory nerve, a motor nerve, or both. And that mnemonic is some say marry money, but my brother believes it's bad business to marry money. 
So as you can see in that mnemonic, there's lots of M's and B's and a few S's. So the S's signify that it's a sensory nerve. The M's signify that it's a motor nerve and the B's signify that it's both. So if you write them down in coordination with the on occasion our trusty truck acts funny mnemonic, then they'll line up and I'll say the other one again. Some say marry money, but my brother believes it's bad business to marry money. Okay, so we've got those all lined up and now we're ready to go through them one by one. Okay, so cranial nerve one, on. On occasion, our trusty truck acts funny. First one is on, that starts with an O, that stands for olfactory. So cranial nerve one is the olfactory nerve. Now using the other mnemonic that I gave you, can you tell me if it's a sensory, a motor, or both? Yes, that was an S, so it's a sensory nerve. And do you remember what it tests or what it does? It's going to be the sense of smell. So your clue is olfactory, if you know olfactory has something to do with odors and smelling, then you'll remember it's a sensory nerve that covers your sense of smell. And to test for this, really easy guys, you're gonna have the patient hold one nostril closed and you'll pass a familiar smelling item underneath their nostril, coffee, peppermint, orange, something very distinctive. See if they can smell it and you will do that with each nostril and just pay attention if they're congested obviously this is going to be a little bit of a harder test take that into account so that was cranial nerve one olfactory cranial nerve two on occasion that also starts with an o what is cranial nerve two do you remember it is optic and that is sensory or motor it is sensory and that is the sense of vision. Very good. So how you're gonna test this, also super easy. Have the patient block one eye at a time and read something. If they can't read, you can hold up fingers and ask them how many fingers you're holding up. Very easy test to conduct. So that was cranial nerve two, the optic nerve. Cranial nerve three, let's go through our mnemonic. On occasion hour, that starts with an O as well, and that is for oculomotor. That's probably going to give you a hint about what kind of nerve it is. Is it sensory or is it motor? It is motor, very good. And do you remember what it does? So that one moves the four muscles of the eye. It raises the eyelid, and it's responsible for that papillary constriction and lens accommodation. So how do you test for the oculomotor nerve? This is when you shine a pupil into our pupil, shine a light into their pupil and you watch it constrict. Okay, so that tests cranial nerve three, the oculo, ocular motor nerve. I cannot pronounce that word. Also patient um, having them opening their eye, move their eye, um, looking up, looking medially and looking diagonally. Okay. So make big movements with your hand and have them follow it with their eyes. Okay. That was cranial nerve three, oculomotor. Let's move on to cranial nerve four, 
on occasion are trusty. Trusty starts with the T. What is cranial nerve four? Trochlear. And is that sensory or motor? Let's go through that mnemonic. Some say Mary Money. Money starts with an M. It is motor. The fourth cranial nerve is the trochlear. It is a motor nerve. And what will it do? It's responsible for the superior oblique eye muscles. So that's having the patient move their eye down and laterally. If you test this with number three and then also with number six coming up in a little bit, you'll get all the eye movements. So you can do those all at once. You don't have to test diagonally, go do something else, then test laterally. Just do them all at the same time. It's much easier. Okay, so that was cranial nerve four, trochlear motor nerve, cranial nerve five. On occasion, our trusty truck also starts with a T. And do you remember which nerve it is? That is the trigeminal nerve. And is that sensory or motor? Okay, that was a trick question because it's both. It is both sensory and motor. And this will test for sensation over the face. And for motor, it's the muscles of mastication. So to test for this sensation, you can touch the cornea very lightly with some wispy Q-tip wisps. Don't jam a whole Q-tip in their eye, but you can kind of pull the Q the wisps a little bit loose and just barely touch. You want to see them blink clearly. Um, you can touch three areas on the face with, again, something very light like a cotton ball um, that would be right at the temple, at the cheek, and then next to their mouth. And then for the muscles of mastication, have the patient chew, open their jaw, clench, clench their jaw. So that is cranial nerve five, the trigeminal nerve. Cranial nerve six, on occasion, our trusty truck acts. Well, that's an A. Do you remember what cranial nerve six is? That is the abducens, and is that sensory or motor? Let's go through the acronym. Some say Mary Money, but my, yes, it's an M, M for motor. And this moves the eye laterally. So have them move their eye from side to side. Again, if you want to do all the eye movements ones together, do that. It makes a lot more sense and it's just a lot easier for you. Okay, cranial nerve seven. On occasion, our trusty truck acts funny. Funny starts with an F. Cranial nerve seven starts with an F and that is four. Which one? Facial, very good. Is it sensory or motor? Go through your some say merry money mnemonic and you probably realize that it's both. Another trick question. So for the sensory, it's going to be taste on the anterior two-thirds of the tongue. And then for motor, this is basically the muscles of facial expression. So have the patient close their eyes, close their mouth, move their lips, basically have them smile and open and close their eyes. Very helpful. And it's also involved in salivation and lacrimation. You also can place some sugar or some salt on the anterior two-thirds of the tongue for the sensory component. Okay, let's move on. That was cranial nerve seven facial. Now we're on cranial nerve eight. On occasion, our trusty truck acts funny. Amazingly, 
Okay, that starts with an A. This one starts with an A and it is the acoustic nerve. Very good. And is it sensory or motor? It is both. So this is hearing and equilibrium. So one of the ways you can test for hearing is just simply whisper a word maybe one to two feet away from the patient's ear, or you can even use a tuning fork. And then as far as testing for equilibrium, it's not commonly tested unless the patient has a serious problem like vertigo. So for this one, you're basically testing the hearing. So moving on to cranial nerve nine, on occasion, our trusty truck acts funny, amazingly good. So good starts with a G, and there's only one cranial nerve that starts with a G, so I know you know this one. And yes, it is the glossopharyngeal nerve, and is it sensory or motor? It is both. So for sensory, it's going to sense um, the pharynx, it's going to sense taste on the posterior third of the tongue, and then for motor, it's involved in swallowing, and the parotid salivary gland is also included in the glossopharyngeal nerve. So for this one, you're testing swallowing, you're testing gag, you're testing the secretion of saliva, and with taste, you can place, again, sugar or salt on the posterior third of the tongue. And if your patient, for instance, to test gag sensation, how we often notice that a patient has a problem with this cranial nervous when they're on a ventilator, and maybe they're not on a lot of sedation or any sedation, and we go to deep suction the patient and they don't cough or gag. That's usually a sign that there's something not right in the brain. Okay, so that was cranial nerve nine, glossopharyngeal. Cranial nerve 10, on occasion, our trusty truck acts funny, amazingly good vehicle. So it's the only one that starts with the V and do you remember what it is? That is the vagus nerve. Very good. It's a very famous nerve, right? You hear about people having a vagal response all the time. Is this a sensory or a motor? Vagus nerve is also both. It's going to tell the patient about proprioception from the pharynx and the larynx and give motor, uh, motor activity to the pharyngeal and laryngeal muscles. So for this nerve, it's speaking and swallowing have the patient say LNT, have them swallow, have them say ah, you're going to watch for that uvula to go up and down. And then when you hear people talk about a vagal response, I'm just going to tell you real quick, the most common vagal response you will see is a drop in heart rate, like a really significant bradycardia. And it happens a lot when people are trying to go to the bathroom and maybe they're having a little trouble and they're bearing down really hard. So if you've got a patient who's up on the commode and they bear down and they vagal, they can drop their heart rate so significantly that they could become unconscious or even go into a code blue situation. So little fun fact for you there. Okay, that was cranial nerve 10, the vagus nerve. Cranial nerve 11, let's go through the mnemonic. On occasion, our trusty truck acts funny. Amazingly good vehicle, any, A. And the cranial nerve starts with A and it is the accessory nerve. Excellent, you guys are so smart. Now, is that a motor or a sensory nerve? 
That is a motor nerve, very good. And that, again, is part of the pharyngeal, laryngeal area and the soft palate muscles as well. It's also involved in the trapezius and sternocleidomastoid. So how you can test for this is you can put your hands on the patient's shoulders and have them shrug up against your hands, or you could put your hand on their cheek and have them try to turn into your hand to get the sternocleidomastoid muscle. So that was cranial nerve 11, the accessory muscle. And then cranial nerve 12, let's go through it on occasion. Our trusty truck acts funny, amazingly good vehicle anyhow. So H, and that is for which nerve? The hypoglossal. Excellent. And is that motor or sensory? That is a motor nerve. You are rocking this. And it is for the intrinsic and extrinsic muscles of the tongue. And you can test that by having the patient stick out their tongue. It should go right to the center line. You can have them stick their tongue into their left cheek, stick their tongue into the right cheek. And if they can only do one side, this is also very bad news. Okay, so one more time, let's go through the mnemonics. It's on occasion, our trusty truck acts funny, amazingly good vehicle anyhow. And then to know if it's sensory or motor, some say marry money, but my brother believes it's bad business to marry money. And then let's just name the cranial nerves 1 through 12. Olfactory, optic, oculomotor. So if you can think about those three O words being all together, olfactory, optic, oculomotor, trochlear trigeminal, abducens, facial acoustic, glossopharyngeal, vagus, accessory, hypoglossal. So I know you guys know all of this and you're going to do amazing on your neuroassessment skills lab checkoff. So this podcast is going live the first week of October in 2018. So if you're listening in real time, announcement time that the planners should be because I'm recording this a few weeks ahead of time, should be on the website at www.bigbeautifulplanner.com. For those of you that don't know, the nursing student planners have become a thing. And so now they were such a thing that I thought they deserved their own branding, their own website, their own everything. So moved all that over to bigbeautifulplanner.com. I will probably still have it on the Etsy shop as well. So if for some reason there's a glitch in getting bigbeautifulplanner.com fully up and running, you can still check them out on etsy.com slash shop slash straight a nursing. So you can get it there. It is amazing. It has tabs for every month. It has, um, what else does it have that's new? Oh, a heavier cover, heavier paper. So there's less bleed through and a little bit more of a streamlined design. I think it's gorgeous and I think you're really going to love it. And the covers are gorgeous and people clearly love the flowers the best. There's a red poppies design that's so pretty. There's also a purple marble because I love marble. I'm totally into marble. It's my favorite one. 
I'm definitely getting that one for myself. And then there's more, if you like more of a modern look, there's this cool watercolor kind of greens and blues splotches that I love as well. It's kind of abstract. Anyway, so that's the deal with the planners. I'm very excited about that. And I just want to say a quick hey, hey to my listeners from around the world. So, you know, I was saying earlier how it's me and my cat. We're sitting here in my office recording this podcast. And then I went onto my podcast statistics the other day and I saw, hey, I can look and see by uh, geography who's listening. And it shows me the top 10 countries that download my podcast. And it's so great. So the U.S., is the most, which makes sense because here I am and I'm in the United States. I'm promoting it here. But second top downloads is Australia, which is so cool. So hello to all my friends in Australia. I would try to do an Australian accent, but I can't. I don't want to embarrass myself. And then Canada is third. And to Canada, I just want to say we love you guys. Okay, we really do. And then uh, the United Kingdom is after that, a place that I've always wanted to visit. And then next is Japan. How cool is that? That's so far away. I love it. And then New Zealand is next in place after Japan. And all I have to say to you guys in New Zealand is y'all know how to make some Sauvignon Blanc. Okay, I am obsessed with New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc from that Marlboro region, and it is on my bucket list of places to go. I definitely want to go to New Zealand and just go all over that area and drink all the Sauvignon Blanc that I could ever want. And then next is Ireland, and then the Philippines, which is so great, and then Israel. So I just wanted to say hi if you're in one of those places. I am just so excited that my podcast is reaching you all the way from my office by the lake in California to you wherever you are. So thank you again. And if you're looking for more resources for nursing students and you are just now finding us, you can go to straightanursingstudent.com. There's a ton of stuff there. Use the search bar. It will be your best friend or shoot me an email. I can help you find something or help point you to a resource. So thank you again so much for listening and sharing your time with me. And we'll meet back here in a couple of weeks. This podcast is brought to you by StraightAnursingStudent.com. Copyright Mo Media.